0: Power.
1: Hello, I'm Matt Bergman, and you are listening to the Punk Rock Libertarians podcast, episode 168. And we're here tonight with uh, we've got fucking Arvin Bora. What's up, guys? And we've got we've got fucking K Wags in the house. Hey guys, what's up? Uh, Kyle, speak. Let, let me get your your voice. Um,
2: hey, can you hear me? No, I'm not hearing anything, dude. All right. Whoa, that's weird. It's <laughs> very weird. We lost Kyle for a second. Okay. You back?
1: Yeah, uh, Kyle. Let me hear you speak. All
3: right, just went through mic. Check fine. I, I don't
1: have know some what technical
2: happened. difficulties. Sorry, folks. <laughs> okay. <laughs> cool. 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 And the back one.
1: Yeah, I think you're lo- looking good now. Sorry about that, guys. Okay. It's all good. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. So so we had um, so we've got a couple guys here tonight, fresh out of NOLA, and uh, you know one of those guys is uh, is Arvin Vora. Hey guys. So you know Ar- Arvin, you. I don't, like I, I was pretty heartbroken to find out that you lost your position as vice chair.
4: I mean, I knew, I've known for months that either at this point I was going to either be the vice chair or running for president. And I wanted the delegates to make that decision. The delegates have spoken and I'm running for president. As vice chair, obviously, as an officer, I would not be allowed to run for president.
1: Ah. Well, so uh, it kind of worked out for you then? A little bit. So? <laughs> <good. laughs> yeah. Well, like, I mean, it, like, so, but you, you just had a, like an entire convention say no to you for vice chair. What makes you think they're going to say yes to you being president? That's like getting like, like, uh, that's like, uh, getting turned down for a kiss and then, uh, asking for a blowjob.
4: <laughs> <laughs> how's, well, how's this going to happen? Well, first of all, there's a lot of, there's, there's two big areas that I think are significant here. One, um, I believe that a vice chair position is 50% internal and 50% external. So externally, I don't think anybody there had any any beef with how I presented externally. I don't think anybody said the way that he's on MSNBC or Fox or any of the other smaller uh, places. I don't think anybody had a problem with that. They had an issue with how I communicated internally. So first, it's not really gonna be the same issue because I view that running for president is about 99.9% external and a small amount internal. It
1: I mean, isn't a lot of like, I mean, right now you got the president of the United States who's like ripping shit up on Twitter. So, mm-hmm. and then it's like where you're triggering people is on social media.
4: That's true. That's true. So, so one, I believe in a, in a different social media strategy for president versus vice. chair. I just think it's two different jobs. I think it requires two different approaches. But the bigger thing is I'm going to be bringing and reaching out to a lot of people who are not currently libertarians. Uh, there are a lot of people who are the people who are the least dependent on or interested in the welfare state I'm going to be reaching out to people that frankly the Libertarian Party hasn't reached out to in the past and might be uncomfortable reaching out to in the future Uh, but I'm reaching out to them so I don't think there's any real way for them to stop me on this
1: yeah I mean uh, dude I'm already sold Uh, of of any name that I've heard for 2020 you know I gotta say that I would pick you the the only person off the top of my head who I might choose over you would be Tom Woods And it's, uh, you know, I think both of you are great libertarians, but I think, uh, you know, I'm just saying, if I was given, that's the only person off the top of my head that I could think of that I would pick over you, because I I like your messaging personally.
4: I have a huge amount of respect for Tom Woods. Mm -hmm. I actually have a huge amount of respect for most of the declared and, you know, people that we're assuming will declare uh, candidacy. I disagree with them on some issues, but I would say I agree with them a lot more. Uh, Whoever gets the nomination, you know, barring something totally insane, I'm probably going to end up supporting and voting for them. Uh, for the for the libertarian candidate in 2020 even
1: if it was Bill Weld
4: if it's the question comes down to Bill Weld versus Donald Trump it's not a hard choice for me to make
1: what if it was like uh, what if it was Bill Weld versus uh, a Republican like say Rand Paul
4: that would be a hard choice for me to make (laughs) (laughs) I mean so so like uh, do you do you like Rand Paul more than Bill Weld um, I mean, right now it's kind of like I'm trying to like say, like which of two the slightly libertarian leaning Republicans I like the most. It's, it's, not, mean, it's, not, it's not. It's not. It's not like a major thing that I spent a lot of time thinking about.
1: I know, but I'm just saying one didn't endorse Hillary Clinton,
4: <laughs> <laughs> but he did endorse Trump. You know, so I they're... mean, I,
1: I would have taken Trump over Clinton if you hold a gun to my <laughs> head and you made me choose out of the two. I would have picked him over Clinton.
5: That's just because you hadn't had Clinton.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. I mean, just because you hadn't had Trump, you're saying. So it's, it's like, you know, Clinton's the devil that you know. Exactly. It's, well, yeah, it's really the yeah. devil that you've gotten for the past, like, six or seven presidents, you know. But we, so... got,
4: but we got to get away from that mindset, though, because we can't say, like, which of these is the least bad. I mean, you're right. Of the people running right now, Bill Weld is, or i um, assumed to be running, Bill Weld is not my top choice at all he's not my second choice not my third choice not my fourth choice i'm just saying that if it came to that you know he would, he would have my support if he was the nominee but i think this this uh, in 2020 we're gonna have a lot of great choices hardcore minarchists like legit actual minarchists not not the fake ones that are pro-government school Hardcore anarchists. We're gonna have a lot of amazing people to choose from. I'm saying let's like choose from the top Let's not try to see which of these is the least unpleasant. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, well, well, why would he be your why would why would you support him? If he was the nominee though, because I mean strategic reasons I mean ballot access what happened to like the the party or principle so you basically you're saying you'll You'll just like, take one for the team and just suck it up and, and vote for Bill Well just to keep ballot
4: access for the Libertarian Party? Well, the question is what principle are we the party of? Because every party thinks they're the party of principle. My principle is cutting government. Mm-hmm. My principle is downsizing the welfare state. My principle is pardoning everyone. My principles are jury nullification. My principles are Bitcoin. My principle is not, like, always being really nice and good and all that kind of stuff. My principle is demolish the government by any means necessary with as little negativity as possible. But if that means that, you know, I need to vote for some guy so we can get ballot access, yeah, easily. So you're... you're would
2: you call yourself a pragmatist in that sense? I would call
4: myself ruthlessly anti-government. And I'll tell you one thing. And this is, and this is, and this is something that's already come up, and, and it's been covered by reason. It's been covered by Bitcoin news. Yeah. I have already declared that on my first day, I'm pardoning Snowden. And Ross Ulbricht, and then everyone who's there for a victimless crime—drug users, drug traffickers, drug sellers, drug kingpins like Ross Ulbricht, who has no business being in prison—people uh, mm-hmm. whose only crime is having a gun possession charge—you uh, you know, people who's, who are there for cryptocurrency-related type things—all of those people, I'm pardoning them on my first day.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: So yeah, I don't—I don't pull punches. I'm not here to play nice. I'm here to cut government, and set people free. Yeah,
1: Mark Allen. <laughs> so, yeah. Um so president in in 2020, what 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 are like the next couple years
4: going to look like for you? Like if you guys thought that the last 2 years or the last year and a half or whatever were kind of intense, <laughs> buckle up. Oh, because, wow. wow, dude. Because I mean, that was me speaking, you know, in a semi in like more of an official type capacity, having to follow a whole bunch of rules, having a lot of administrative type tasks right now my job is just outreach and so I'm gonna be doing some major outreach and if you guys thought I was triggering the LP before I'm gonna be triggering America but not just a triggering for for, for triggering Triggering <laughs> America. I mean that's the, a the goal should like, be your like motto. <laughs> you <know? laughs> triggering America, Arvin for, no, I mean like here, that's here's the, the thing, bumper right? stickers, like, like think dude. about to, to me the, the 2016 campaign was such a missed opportunity imagine if the Johnson Weld campaign had talked about a uh, jury nullification we'd have a bunch of people nullifying right now. Or homeschooling, maybe we have some more people homeschooling now. Or cryptocurrency, we might have more people using. The point is there's so much they could have done as just in the campaign. And so I'm gonna make sure that my campaign does a lot of good. Of course, if I get elected, I'm doing even more good. But I'm getting some messages out there that people just haven't thought about. My message for this first week of the campaign is that I'm pardoning everyone who has, who's there for a victimless non-crime and encouraging jury nullification. That's just my week one of the campaign. Things are about to heat up here. Would that include statutory rape, uh, people <laughs> who are in jail for statutory rape? To me, that's not a high priority in terms of pardoning because there I can see that there is a potential idea of a victim. So that's not going to be a first-day pardon. That's going to be something that I think requires a lot of thought Um, And, you know, I've thought about, you know, how to address something like that. I mean, it is it is a complex issue. I would want to review the things that are blatantly stupid. Like when you have, you know, somebody who's who has pictures of themselves and is in jail for child porn. That kind of stuff to me is is nonsense. The really, really stupid stuff. But I'm not I'm not in favor of people manipulating each other. So so that's that's a that's not a first day pardon type issue. It is something that I do believe the country needs to think about very carefully. And I do believe one of the big reasons that I think that we need to think about the current statutory rape laws is because they're not protecting anybody. The current laws are basically saying if you're 14, it's cool if you have sex with another 14-year-old and have kids, dump them on the welfare state and force the rest of us to pay for them. It's nothing that parents like. I don't think it's something that the rest of us like. And I really, really strongly believe that parents should be the primary influencers in deciding whether or not somebody is ready. I do not believe it is a state issue at all. So one interesting thing is you're talking as though you're
3: going to be the executive and doing these pardons, but when we talk about federalism, we talk about what level of government has the responsibility. A lot of this this criminal law is determined at the state level, um, so you would basically basically be usurping local state law if they've convicted somebody. Now, I mean, clear, like I'm, I'm in no, favor great. of, like I agree with you, the child porn charges for someone that had a selfie of themselves I think is, is ridiculous. So, I mean, I I agree with you there, but it is interesting to say, okay, the president's going to be making, would be making these executive decisions on who to pardon um, trumping, no pun intended, state, (laughs) state
4: law. I, I don't I don't believe in state rights I've said this many times I do not believe in states rights I believe in individual rights and I believe in increasing individual or, or, or sorry defending individual rights by any means necessary and if that means I need to like use one government to trample another government yeah. so be it I don't believe in local control either as I said locally run government schools that's still welfare state stuff so mm-hmm. to me it is all about, individual rights. If I can use that, and this is this is an area where I disagree with some of the other anarchists running. I do believe in an active presidency actively going after and, and, and protecting individual rights. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Normally the people that talk about states
3: rights are talking about the 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 state trying to protect liberty against the tyrannical federal government. In this case, you're talking about the federal government imposing liberty on a tyrannical state level government or local government. That's beautifully so it, said. It's uh it's it's
2: just an interesting flip. Cool. Yeah. Yeah.
1: cool.
2: All right. Um, did you have any more questions for Arvin? Um,
1: yeah. Well, we, we definitely want to talk about Arvin's uh, Camel episode, right? Oh, right. Well, did before we well, even talk about well, do, you the, you do the, did we even
4: do the recap? Yeah. yeah we, do you want to let. Uh, yeah, we haven't really done the recap. <laughs>
2: yeah, do oh, the recap. Oh, shit. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> we can get on to that. <laughs> hey, <laughs> guys, true,
1: so anybody yeah. can run, Can do a podcast sober. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Um. Yeah. So for for Nola, I was there. Obviously, Arvin was there. Nola means New Orleans. Nola by the way. means New Orleans. Uh, it was the LP convention last weekend. Um, the big events. We elected. Uh, we had a chair election. We had a vice chair election. We had platform changes, and we had something libertarians enjoy for some reason, which is uh, bylaw changes. Um, so it was my first LP convention. I didn't really know what to expect. So. You're, You're wearing okay. an InfoWars shirt, dude. I'm
2: sorry. I got to say something here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for, you front? know, it
3: doesn't say InfoWars on the front, Jared. Yeah, it does. Does it? It says it right there, InfoWars.com. No. <laughs> oh, oh, <laughs> I don't endorse it. I didn't notice that it said it right there in the middle. Of it. Very small. By the small way, print. Now, now, one I didn't so, read the
4: fine print. So, not, not to, not to I like get too far ahead, but in the coming weeks, one of the things I'm going to be talking about in my campaign is because I will be doing everything I can to, put, to defend cryptocurrency rights. My goal, and also hamstring the Fed as much as I can, my goal is if I'm elected after four years, the Fed is, even if it exists... No one's gonna be using it because cryptocurrency will replace it. I mm. will I mean cryptocurrency in a fora presidency is gonna be a fully tax free currency. Poddle <laughs> Poddle for that. Yeah. We're I mean we're talking about high extreme of competing currencies. If I'm elected, that's coming to life. Whether you're using Bitcoin or or, or or Dash or Monero or, or, or Jucoin.
0: <laughs> I, i'm not
4: super familiar with that one <laughs> it's the shekel. man the Shekel. it's not Jew coin it's the
2: shekel. is just the three digit or the three letter uh, acronym oh, for it yeah <laughs> that's come how you so, look it so, up so, yeah it's the shekel. that's
4: what i'm talking about i mean to me ending the we can end the fed through competition right we don't have to just erase the fed we can just be like yeah cool enjoy your building yeah no one's using it anymore because now we're switching over to crypto, and and uh, and so so while I don't know about the Infowars, the bottom half of that shirt I think is sweet and Evora Press, <laughs> the shirt say says and uh, about that
3: Yeah, it's an end the Fed and shirt. It
4: says in small print right above it,
2: Infowars com, <laughs> which Kyle apparently Info- didn't oh, see. Oh. I didn't. I didn't realize it said <laughs> that on there.
1: Kyle, Are you selling those on Kylosphere? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I'm
3: not. <laughs> That's not my website, by the way.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that, it's not my page. <laughs> page.
3: Um, no, You're so, famous, uh, dude. I just have a few people on Facebook that disagree with me, and they took it a little too far. That's all. <laughs> That's all it is. But, uh, now, getting back to NOLA... Um, Yeah, it was, like I said, my first convention. I was just kind of taking in the sights, listening to people. There's a couple people that are really like mic hogs that want to get up there 15 times and and throw in their two cents. And uh, for me, it it wasn't exactly like just super relaxing and fun. Like I could feel the underlying tensions between the different groups. Uh, Everybody had their favorite candidates and there just was a little bit of tension under and maybe that's just the nature of politics. When you have, it's a competitive environment because multiple people and multiple uh, caucuses are going for the same positions, and it becomes a little r- rivalrous. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really noticed the caucuses uh, this time. So certain, uh, the Mises Caucus is one big one that has recently come on the scene in the LP. Um, and there was, due to some disagreements and logistical issues, they actually had their own event um, at another they hotel. They
5: blocked, from what I understand. Wait, who was this? The Mises, the Mises Caucus, caucus oh, was not their allowed event. to do the yeah. convention in the uh, same hotel as the. Uh, as, as the, the LP, why, yeah.
3: wait, why was this? <laughs> um, <laughs> for obvious reasons. No, it was. Uh, I think it was uh, money, and then there was other considerations, personal considerations. You would have to ask Michael Heiss for the founder of the Mises Caucus for exactly what happened. I, I was um, on
5: the phone with him for pretty much like the the duration of of that situation, and I'm not sure how much I, I'm I'm like supposed to talk about, but.
1: Well dude, when's when's Michael I gonna come on the podcast, dude? I,
5: I gotta talk to him. But probably he, he he's, he's said he was down, so
1: Oh yeah. Um
5: but yeah, so uh he de- he definitely had he had the money and ability to get in there and stuff like that, but apparently there was there was a lot of people who didn't want him to do it and it didn't happen there, so they went down the street.
3: Mm. Yeah, it was something with room size too. They had a concert. They wanted they had backwards performing, okay. so they had a very heavy like a list of heavy hitter speakers. They had Bob Murphy. They had Tom Woods. They had uh, Larry Sharp. They had what? Alex Merced. Mm. Um, they had uh, Dave Smith from Part of the Problem po- podcast was supposed to be there. He canceled due to a family emergency, and Jeff mm. Dyce drove from the Mises Institute in Auburn all the way to NOLA to speak. So wow. I mean, with that kind of list the speakers, like I had to check it out. Um, that day of the convention was there wasn't much going on in the LP convention, it wasn't a lot of uh, it wasn't a voting day, so I didn't have to be there. So, um, I went to the Mises Institute event, it was sponsored by a bunch of Bitcoin organizations. Um, and they did a great job. I mean, you know, everything was professional, they had a nice stage, everything was set up, and yeah, it, w- it was really cool. Um, and, and then they, you know, they had their candidates, like they, um Joshua Smith for chair, and then Alex Merced were both um, who the Mises Caucus was supporting. So that was like I was telling you the tension. Like some of the older guard or the older older school of the LP were behind Nick, and then the the upstarts, the Mises Caucus, was supporting Josh. So mm-hmm. I think that created some, uh, you know, some tension as well. But uh, what else do I have to say about it? I don't know. Like I said, they did a great job, and uh, Tom Woods actually – not to get ahead, but uh, he actually joined the LP mm. after this. He was motivated by the fact that there is a Mises caucus, and he was... An,
5: an, an, Dave
2: an, an,
0: Smith,
5: too, apparently. So even the Dave fact Smith that too. they sort of... And they might be getting Scott Horton, too, or something from... So even from the fact I, that uh, Sarwark
2: uh, was able to maintain his position and win, like, would he win by, like, 80%?
3: Yeah, it was... I mean, it wasn't really close. I mean, I think yeah. he got... It was maybe 500 to 200 if I was going to ballpark but it. He but he wasn't...
2: But so, th- but Tom Woods still like even after that. Well, maybe was not discouraged. Maybe
3: they thought, hey, this is a a path for us, and this is maybe next time we get our guy. Yeah, you know. So I he mean, may have been inspired to join to join the team.
1: I mean, mm-hmm. like, uh, didn't uh, the Mises Institute didn't they have a, a guy get like? A, what did uh, Josh Smith get like a quarter of the vote or something like that? <laughs> Josh <laughs> got twenty two percent. Yeah. <laughs>
4: Nick got sixty five percent.
1: Yeah. So I mean. He did pretty. He did pretty good for the, this. Is like their first time having a person running, right?
4: Yeah. I mean, you go up against Nick Sarwark It's uh, it's 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 not easy. I mean, I mean, here is the thing. I think that that I think I most of the people who are running for president are going to agree that the guy you want backing you up in the LP is you want Nick Sarwark I mean, the way that interviews go, the t- first interviews go to the presidential candidate, then to vice, then to the chair. And if you've never seen a Nick Sarwark interview, go see it because that's who we want everyone running for president wants Nick Starwark in 2020 backing us up so that we can have so that we can make the biggest splash humanly possible. Hmm. Are you saying he's a smooth talker? Is that is that what you're he's saying? He's principled, he's clear, he's engaging. He he has a way where he doesn't compromise the message 1 inch and yet he doesn't terrify people quite as much as well, I do. Okay. Okay, <laughs> fair enough.
3: Yeah, I wouldn't call it a loss for the Mises Caucus because Alex Merced won vice chair and um, um, Joshua Smith did get elected to the LNC as an at-large member. So um, they got both, you know, Josh is still going to be in the leadership of the the Libertarian Party even though he didn't win chair. So that's pretty good. You know, I think they have a lot to be happy about. Um, One group that doesn't have anything to be happy about with the result was the uh, Libertarian Socialist Caucus. Um, they ran, um, Matt Kunal ran for chair and it was, uh, I mean, it was crazy. He got enough tickets to make it onto the debate. So we had, um, the, who we've already talked about nick josh and then another guy um christopher thrasher mm-hmm. threw his hat in sort of hours before the convention and i think a lot of people were like okay this who is this guy he's come out of nowhere whereas josh has been campaigning for months and everybody knew nick christopher mm-hmm. came out of nowhere but then uh matt Kuhnel went up there and um he was promoting like this theory like they call it bottom unity and it's like if you've ever seen that square political spectrum um the top left is author- like authoritarian Communism, the top right is fascism, the bottom left is anarcho-communism, um, and then the bottom right is liber- our version of libertarianism or f- free market. Mm-hmm. Um Classical liberalism, whatever you want to call it, so they drew a circle around those two bottom spectrum, those two bottom squares, and said, "Okay, this is us. Us libertarian-leaning anti-authoritarians are going to unite against the authoritarians," and that was their angle on it. Uh, I, I personally don't see it that way. I see it as, uh, you know, I, I don't, I don't uh, agree with that unity. I just think they're way too different. It's not capitalism. It's not, it's not what we stand for. And, um, you know, I just I don't agree with anything that they're saying. He's up there saying rent is theft. And yeah, here's the thing. Why know. don't they go
2: try and invade the uh,
4: the socialist party? But here's here's the, the green thing. party Here, or here's something. The thing. I yeah. think that we're we're right now just being you know, it's like right now. I think we're looking at the moat in the other person's eye and not seeing the log in our own eye because we can't. I mean, like when when Matt Keenel got up there and said Medicare for all, everyone booed. I didn't boo because I don't boo at debates. I think it's rude and just undignified. But, I mean, I I sympathize with the booers. I'm not going to deny that. But here's the thing. What is the difference between Medicare for all and vouchers, educational vouchers for all or public schools for all or charter schools for all? We are being libertarian socialists ourselves when we're in favor of government paid for education. Medicare is not like public schools. Medicare is like vouchers. That's where Medicare is. And the idea that we can say, ooh, look at that dirty socialist, but we're okay with vouchers or we're okay with government schools, I mean that to me is just a joke. We need to start start being a lot less socialist ourselves before we start attacking other people for being too socialist. I like still,
2: that.
3: We can still criticize him for his positions. And uh, I, I met him outside. I didn't get an opportunity to, to uh, debate him on rent-as-theft um, or anything like that. But uh, he and his caucus were there. They had a presence, and, and that was interesting to see at a libertarian convention. Uh, we also had the audacious caucus, who was... Uh, <laughs> they are audacious apparently they are people who got kicked out of the radical caucus because they were too radical Uh, or too audacious uh, they had a floppy dildo that was their sign to their caucus for how to how to vote so they had a guy walking around with a giant dildo and then if it was vote yes he would put a green condom on and if it was vote no he would put a red condom on (laughs) and so like
1: awesome you
3: know (laughs) (laughs) Uh, it got some people thought it was funny some people thought it was awesome
1: why don't you make the kyle wagner worldwide caucus
3: Why would I do that? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Anyway, I I think it would happen, dude. I wasn't a fan of it because I think for me, I think libertarians are just not seen as a serious political party. We're not seen as a serious political philosophy. So yeah, I just want us... enemies? Right. I mean, why so, do we
4: seek well, the approval of our enemies? While well, just
3: not po- just by the... our enemies, but by but by literally everyone. Like the majority of people mm, yes. that vote, <laughs> just the, the voters themselves the don't are, think that the, we're the, qualified
4: the, for leadership. Let's, let's go after like... But, the, but on, say, let's go down. after
1: like the, all the people that don't vote, dude. Yeah,
4: but that's what I'm saying. Right now when you say... Yeah the voters you mean people who vote for democrats and republicans that's the voters yeah and the people that i'm gonna that i'm going after in my campaign the people i believe we need to reach out to are the people who hate the government a lot of them don't vote at all yeah that's some,
3: not you're not going to win because they're not going to vote for you actually you know? I'm, I'm
4: gonna have to disagree with you kyle i mean it's, it's been like a week of, of campaigning so far i've already gotten a bunch of messages some public some private saying that if i'm the nominee It'll be the first time in their lives that they're going to vote. Some of them are principled anarchists. But the fact is, a lot yeah. of the people who we should be going after, we haven't courted. We're too busy wasting our time on, on like, government school unions and such nonsense. Like, like I say we should go after everyone, but please, let's go after the low-hanging fruit before we go after the most impossible people at the center of the well, enemy stronghold. No, we don't want to go
3: after the radical left or the far left or the radical right. You want to go after the center. You want to go after the bulk of people who are just kind of not super Super political, who, Kyle Wagners who, who, who of the world. Who can be swayed. <laughs> right? No, I, I would consider myself uh, pretty far to the um, minarchist side. I mean, yeah. I'm, 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 that, I'm... That's centrist, right? I'm No, no I'm no, no. I'm not
4: centrist, no. Centrist is but, just laying for, cow- for political just, coward or non-thinker. I've no, I don't just, think we yeah, can the, wait the a second a, on centrists.
3: The average <laughs> person that you can... Uh, maybe you can find their issue and, and get them on board or something like that. I think we need to reach those people, you know. That's what I think.
4: Hmm. I think that's one of those areas where Kyle and I just don't agree. <laughs> I do. I think we need to go after... Just one, the, one of those areas. I, I'm going to say we need to go after the Kyle Wagners. We need to go after the true minarchists. We need to go after <laughs> people who... Not, not, I mean, the thing is, like, Kyle and I disagree, but to Kyle is a legitimate minarchist as opposed to the centrists that call themselves minarchists but aren't minarchists or are just like halfway in between Democrats and Republicans. Like, they're right down the middle of the two identical groups that we dislike. Right.
2: They're not, they're not anti government. They're just anti, like, specific policies. Exactly. But they,
4: they're not like, oh,
2: we need to shrink the size of government. Government has gotten out of control. It's just like, well, you know, either like, oh, abortion. Shouldn't be legal, or yeah. you know, they, just these specific issues, and then for like a mix and match, right? That's just right, just a
4: little different than the current mix and match, yeah. right? But what, it's not
2: based on any sort of principle or right. any sort of like ideology or philosophy. It's just based on well, this for whatever reason I hold this opinion, and this uh, this um, candidate is speaking to that opinion, so I'm t- to more opinions than the other candidates, so I'm going to vote for them. Which is just yeah, like you said, it's kind of cowardly. <laughs> yeah, it's it's, yeah. Just,
4: it's just like a mix and match thing. I'm mean, so. here, here. Here's the thing. The things that we're that we're talking, well, at least that I'm talking about, and I hope some of the other candidates are going to be talking about, are not offered by the right or the left. First week, I've been talking about blanket pardons and jury nullification. It's going to go from there. I mean, that's not the only thing I'm talking about. Um, and the things that I'll be talking talking about in my campaign aren't offered by either side. And that's the point, because there are people who believe that if you didn't hurt anybody, you should be pardoned, and neither Democrats nor Republicans are pardoning them. I mean yeah. that's what it comes down to. It's like it's not like we're a special mix. We're doing something totally different. That's the real libertarianism in my opinion.
1: We would just be going after decent people really.
4: Who who's the who's the we in this? Yeah, you
1: know, uh, libertarians by, you know, going after uh, court, you know, part of the victimless yeah. c-
4: crimes, you know. Yeah, but well, you I'm, still yeah. have
3: the problem because you still have the drug war, so you're still going to have new people being convicted every day, every day and sentenced. So it's going to be it, it would be very strange to have like well, all you, the prosecutors. Well, you could pros- end the drug war. Too. The police and yeah. uh, the police, the, police the uh, prosecutors and the jails, all working towards drug, toward the drug prohibition, and then Arvin just pardons everybody after they it's, come yeah, through the
5: system. Right. It's, gonna it's be funny. To,
4: it's funny to think. <laughs> about. Well, you
5: could just end the drug war, as you <laughs> yeah. said, right? I mean, there, there's mm-hmm.
4: a lot, and, and using executive power, there's a lot I could do to reduce the DEA or down actions of the DEA I can't shut down what's happening at like if state police arrest uh, arrest people for a state crime I can't really stop the states from doing that I mean there are, there are there's a structure over here I can pardon all day long and I'm gonna pardon all day long yeah <laughs> it, it's funny to think about but I you know and and here's the golden thing right it's not just mm-hmm. me pardoning and here's the thing I've said I'm gonna be partner in chief but I want all you guys to also be partners in chief in your own right And here's the thing you're in a jury and the it's some bs non-crime say not guilty Mm -hmm. your job as a juror is to judge the content of the law itself
1: so as a presidential candidate you're going to be talking about jury nullification
4: you know i am yeah that's awesome (laughs) and 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 here's the thing and here's the thing people don't know a lot of our freedoms the 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 zanger trial that established freedom of press jury nullification trial they admitted that he did the things he was accused of they just said that the law is wrong mm-hmm. and he was found not guilty and that set the precedent in the united states of america for freedom of press jury nullification is not some new crazy libertarian things it is one of our one of our founding legal principles and here's the thing you don't need to wait for trump or for me or for congress you can start doing that right now you get on that jury and if it's some nonsense just say not guilty it doesn't matter what mm-hmm. what was the name of that case uh, the Zenger trial.
5: Nice.
0: Yep.
3: Um, Jared, trial. you mentioned abortion. Um, we had this thing at the convention where uh, if people could delete an entire plank if they got enough tickets that said they wanted to delete that plank and uh, Nick Nick even said, he's like, that always comes up and it came up for a vote. Every so time. it was very weird to be in the Wait. middle of a room of 700 people and it was like, Pro life versus pro choice, literally right there. People were standing up. What's the official
2: plank, pro choice?
3: Uh, I think the way it's worded, it's interpreted as pro choice because it's sort of like we think the government should stay out of it, you know. Which by there's pro life people.
2: Yeah, but no, but there's pro life people. Like I know the guy that runs Liberty Memes. Um, David Gay is his name. Yeah. Um, he's always posting like pro life stuff on, on Liberty Memes, but. He said, like, he doesn't want the government involved. I mean, he's yeah. also an anarchist, so yeah. technically, like, he doesn't want the I, that, government involved not, in anything. But, like, yeah. it doesn't necessarily mean, like, well, they want it to be, like, prosecuted the same as murder. I mean, some yeah. people do hold that view. Don't well, get me wrong. But.
4: Th- there's a lot. I mean, there's, that's a common anarchist view. I mean, it, it is my view. I am, I am opposed to abortion. I yeah. don't think abortion's good. Right. And I encourage and counsel people to find some other way. Mm-hmm. But at the end of it, I also believe, listen the closest connection that exists between like two people on earth is between a mother and a child mm-hmm. and the idea that the state needs to be involved in that to me is laughable i i don't think the state should that we should be encouraging abortions i don't encourage abortions right but in the same way that i just because i'm like you know pro-education doesn't yeah, think I'm you're I mean personally
1: pro-life but you're politically pro-choice
4: I'm politically that the government should stay out of that and out of education and out of drugs and out of how you enjoy yourself and out of Bitcoin and out of so many things.
1: Yeah, but Mm -hmm. I mean, you, you just personally wouldn't, Encourage anyone, anybody to have an abortion? I would actively counsel control. against
4: it. I would yeah. actively counsel against it. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: I mean, and I would say the same thing. Yeah. I, I just say that I'm personally pro-life, but I'm politically pro-choice because I don't think it's the government's business. You know? Mm.
4: Well, that's
3: what the whole debate about is: it's over the law. What should the law allow, and what should the law not allow? So that's why the pro-lifers the want the law to say you're not allowed to do this. They actually, and the government's going to be involved there, of course. Yeah, you know. So that's what they
2: want. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah, I mean, but i'm I'm saying there are people that are pro life that call themselves libertarians or anarchists or whatever that that like like Arvin or even people more sort of fundamentally Christian about it, not fundamentalist Christian, but more you know biblical about it, and still don't think the government should be involved so there's just a wide range of of thought on that issue. There are yeah. definitely people that are like, yeah, it should be you know capital punishment for that or or whatever if if it's
3: not outlawed de facto it's it's legalized or it's allowed you know people are going to do it because it's not against the law but
2: that's what i'm saying is like there are people who like are going to do it
3: if it's against the law too Mm.
2: well yeah but there's also like the consequentialist argument which is you know prohibition doesn't work when it's something that people want and that's an argument that most i use want. i use that argument yeah. um because
3: i say look if you outlaw this it's going to be like anything else you outlaw a black market's going to form to service anything else that people desire to well, service the demand yeah. for it well, because also, the demand's not going away so right. then you get the back alley coat hanger abortions and you get you Just know gets more dangerous people online offering abortions you know also,
1: also you know a lot of pregnancies list a lot of craigslist abortions a lot of pregnancies and yeah. in miscarriages yeah. And then, I mean, you could just like just you could just like imagine how painful that must be t- um, as a woman to uh, a, a father as well. I mean, did you go through a miscarriage, right? And imagine if a, abortion was treating it like mur- murder, and every time there was a miscarriage, there was like uh, government caution tape around the vagina. You know what I mean? It's like it, that just seems like pretty crazy. Like If, a crime if, you, if you're scene. really going to take this this yeah. pro life thing, if you're going if you're going to take um, abortion and really treat it like murder. I mean, it's kind of like that's what that seems to me. Like you could be bringing that about in some situations where there's just a miscarriage, but then you've got you know like uh, cops like harassing the people yeah. trying to catch them guilty of having an abortion. Right? You know? Was this an I
3: abortion mean, or was it a miscarriage? And then
4: they're and trying to determine. You know,
1: yeah. it's uh yeah. ultimately just get the fucking and that's 20% out of, of it. Twenty percent
4: of pregnancies right there are miscarriages. I mean, the, the, the idea of I thought it was the state like has mangled everything it's touched. Including this issue, because currently, because people are are taught that if the government says something's legal, it's good, and if it's bad, it should be illegal, a lot of people are taking the state's legalization of abortion as an endorsement of abortion. That is how people read it. They should not be reading it like that. And, right. and I'll be the first to say the idea that the state, that legality and endorsement are conflated shows how far the state has overreached itself. We need to start paring it back. We need to start getting rid of departments, getting rid of laws, and saying, listen, you are a human. You have judgment. You have a conscience. You have rationality. Use them. Don't rely on some you know idiot bureaucrat or congressman or, or politician. you got to think about this stuff.
3: Yeah. Uh, The other plank that we voted on was. um, prostitution, which I thought was already in the platform, but apparently it was not. And uh, uh, s- shout out to Sarah Daggers. This is her, pl- um, her baby. She spearheaded the effort to get um, legalized prostitution as part of the LP's official platform, and um, they got some feedback on the wording from sex workers, and we now have a uh, sex workers plank in the platform um you that know it's
4: written by sex workers i think that's important to, to yeah bring up. that's awesome and uh i voted wow, for
3: it i was supportive of it like i said i thought it, i assumed it was already in there um i think some of the the um resistance that i heard from talking to people was just that our platform was too detailed they mm-hmm. were like we just don't want to handcuff people See, that's we what just, i would have thought they i would, would have thought that yeah.
2: that was like implied with other parts of the plank like yeah. freedom of association or yeah something like that but it, i guess it enumerating enumerating it specifically yeah can serve to just bring bring people's attention to it and it's an important issue you know i mean it's i don't think it's as important mm-hmm. as like legalizing drugs per se but you know it, it could be next on the list as far as like things that should be legalized. Oh, how's
1: this for episode title? Kyle wants to bang whores.
2: <laughs> oh, wow. No. Oh, my God. are <laughs> <yeah>. brilliant. Let's <laughs> think of something thing else. Oh, okay, we'll you're, think right, of something else. you're right. Yeah, I mean, you're right. Okay, Write that down, though, I already got a title. We're <laughs> good.
4: <laughs> and I was one of the people who spoke in favor of the plank. And, yeah. and here was where I was coming from. I agree that it's in the platform. But here's the thing. We don't need the government's permission before we can lead, before we can fight for people who have less than we do, before we as a a party, as a group of people can take a stand and do what's right. Mm -hmm. And my argument and I still stand by the same argument is that no group of people right now is being treated like garbage more like garbage than sex workers by the Mm -hmm. government and by even by the culture that's created by the government but the government is treating them like such garbage uh, getting in the way of their livelihood just really mistreating them and so I said, yeah, it's, it it is, I'll agree that it's it's a little bit logically redundant, but mm-hmm. this is a time where we need to fly that libertarian flag and say, we are not in power yet, but we're still going to fight for you. We're not waiting. We're fighting for you. We're going to use our rhetorical tools, our community, our outreach, our organization, because no one deserves to be treated the way you're being treated. And I said it uh, I said it at NOLA, and I'm going to say it right now, in my fundamental opinion, sex work is is work and government work is theft. Boom. I like it. drop. All over your face.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got into some arguments with conservatives about it on Facebook and, and those are the people that are really like, oh, you know, the LP is going to pot and and all this stuff and I was just like uh, One guy tried who to say It was gone to pot I think I just Probably <laughs> You said it What are you like 50 pardon years old <laughs> part, Pardon it's my to pot just, I think Pardon my antiquated Expressions yeah, Exactly. exactly um, No I, The one guy said like Oh this is going to Really increase Sex trafficking And I said Well I think it would Decrease sex trafficking Because uh, people who Were being held Against their will Or who were in this Industry against their will Would now have recourse To uh, go to the cops yeah, right. like before, the ocean shit, man. Before they were afraid They would be afraid <laughs> (laughs) to get help from any authorities. Now, if it's legal, they're no longer the criminal and they can actually go to the authorities and I think that it would really um, right. How- you know, it's there's no room for pimps anymore. You don't. You, it really takes away a lot of the abuse because now they can go to the cops if somebody right. stiffs them. If somebody doesn't pay, they have recourse to the justice
4: system instead of having to, to rely on you know a, a pimp. Basically. Right. And even even before we go to the justice, I want to add one thing. And here's what's important: it's not always the justice system. A lot of time, financial disputes are settled. Without courts, they're settled by calling eBay or Amazon or your Visa card or Amex or MasterCard. And it means that that because it's not illegal, private organizations like credit card companies can arbitrate this stuff, Hmm. handle it easily, and we don't even need to burden the courts with it. Make it easy.
3: Uh, I think it would be better for health, uh, health wise, because they could, uh, you know, have a brothel where things will be a little bit safer than the than the street corner. Very true. Or,
2: what, or they have to go to someone's house where they're not safe. So it's also um, safer for the um, the people that are getting the service because they yeah. can, you know, like so, like out in Vegas or in Nevada, the whole state, they uh, it's legal to. Prostitution is legal.
3: I had heard that it's only a por- portion of the state, but
2: I could oh, be really? mistaken about. Yeah, that. Well, I know yeah. at least in I know at least counties. Is, yeah,
5: they, it's definitely in separate counties and stuff. And one okay. interesting thing that I uh, that I found out while I was away was that Colorado kind of works the same way with weed. Like there was a town that I went to that you could not get legalized recreational weed. It was Colorado hmm. Springs. You could not. They have medical places. But I went there with an out-of-state medical card, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm a cancer patient." And they were like, "Nah." Wow. So, and that was in Colorado.
2: That's crazy. In a major
5: city. Wow. Huh. So, um, yeah, I, I would assume, and and I've heard like areas of Vegas, even like the Strip, like it's pretty much like you, they can't go there. Right. And um, you know, there's certain places where you can't go if you're a sex right. worker, but, even in Vegas. But the places
2: that it is, it is legal. They have like legit brothels. Um, there was one guy, I forget what the dude's name was. He recently like came out in support Trump. It was weird, but he was like a Ron Paul supporter. Wasn't hmm. I talking to you about this on on the chat? Um, uh, or maybe it was Phil. I don't know what guy. No, he was can't he remember, runs like dude. the bunny, like the the, the, the guy that runs ranch. the ba- bunny ranch. Yeah, the bunny mm-hmm. ranch. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was in May. Okay, but um, you know, like that. The, all the girls there are tested. You know, the uh, the um, people that come in. To have sex with them. They're tested, too. They probably have protection. And they have, like, security there in case things get out of hand. Like, it's all just, like, super safe. And people can just, like, have sex. Yeah. Whatever. Fine.
3: we did get... uh, (laughs) It was controversial, the wording, because uh, we wanted the word adults. And some people wanted the word persons. So, I was in favor of adults. Others were in favor of just saying persons. And I, I just... Mm. I was like you know I don't think a lot of times I don't think libertarians realize just how edgy or how you know, controversial. Some of their stuff is, and it's like again, going back to that mainstream. You, you know, if you don't have it say adults, if it just says persons, all of a sudden you can be attacked for pedophilia. Mm-hmm. Whereas adults closes that, especially if it's like sex related. what was
5: the thing saying? Yeah. Persons like pe- pe- people who are in sex it was, work. It was
3: like we support the right of persons to engage in sex well, work. Well, I mean, I, I think that, that the, was the essence of the it.
5: The argument for that kind of language is the fact that you know, people under the age of whatever are going to do that. And in that case, you want to make sure that those people are protected, you know,
4: by the law or whatever. I, I think yeah. the <laughs> argument is more that the state picks the, the age. It picks different ages in different states. There's no logic or reason to it, and it's hard to take it seriously. I mean, that that's, that's where it came from. Um, I've voted in favor of the adults because, to me, it's a marketing thing. I mean...
1: We. It's since when?
4: Yeah, I know. I was gonna say the exact same thing. Like, you know, so, yes. no, I'm mean, platform. I, like, like my there, there's a difference between the Libertarian Party platform, my official Facebook page, and my personal Facebook page. And a lot of the stuff that people got triggered by is not stuff that I said. You know, on MSNBC, it's the stuff that was like my, on my non official personal page. Mm-hmm. And so, so the LP platform. I mean, I've said this many times. When I speak on behalf of the party, I speak from a strict minarchist standpoint, where minarchist and anarchist can agree. Interesting. I don't even say the crazy end cap stuff on on on, <laughs> on, on interviews. <laughs>
5: yeah, I, I think it. The whole like child thing is crazy too. Because I I had this conversation on my Facebook page this week where, um, you know, I was just talking about the the culture of puritanism that you know is definitely in this country and even among libertarians and I'm not just talking about Christian libertarians I'm talking about um, people who when when I say puritan I think uh, I'm talking about people who think that people other people who live a certain type of way are responsible for the downfall of society and that they need to change not even if they don't want to do it through force but if they want to like heap shame on these people and stuff like that and then everybody was like, yeah, yeah. And then uh, as long as they're adults, as long as they're adults. And I'm like, what? You don't think that children should be able to have sex with each other? And people were, like, horrified that I would even bring that up. And it's something that happens, I would guess, for at least 50% of people. And I'm being extremely conservative. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So. Here,
2: here's um, one thing what do you I qualify as do? a child, like under 18 or uh, under 16? I
5: don't know. What what the fuck does?
4: Yeah, it's, yeah who knows? Yeah, 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 I think exactly. the parents. I think it is a parent's job to decide that. I mean, biologically, puberty means you're not a child. Parents might say, "Well, maybe you're still a child in some ways." Let me kind of decide that over their government they're just too stupid to handle something they can't do anything right let alone something mm. as subtle as readiness for sex are you kidding me but here's one thing that might make you happy though uh we added support for polygamous marriages and polygamy and and all that kind of stuff into the platform oh this that's time right around. i forgot about that Interesting. Think, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> the LP, um. we're standing like if you aren't hurting somebody we're here standing by you it, that would I'd also I also voted for the for
3: that I think I just uh, feel like a marriage is a, like a partnership and that you know again consenting adults can form partnerships with multiple people if they want to and that's no one else's business um, that's sort of the position I take on it but
2: uh,
3: all right did you want to. Move on, or I, I, I was just gonna. Hit yeah, this let's. Herb, can we Kyle? talk
2: about? Uh, can we just <laughs> get on a completely different topic and talk about Ron Paul? The Ron Paul meme. Oh yeah, we, yeah. We did miss out on. Before that. we run out of time here, so I guess I'll explain it. So Ron Paul, or I'm sorry, Ron Paul's Twitter account uh, posted an image uh, that said, uh, "What was the cultural text?" It, it said cultural Marxism, and then it had a picture of. Uncle Sam mm-hmm. being punched by what looked like um, racist caricatures of a black person, a Jewish person, and was it like oh a Muslim, Asian. an Jeez. Asian? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I mean, it was you know obviously we're not we're not very PC on the show, but I mean I'll say that that was pretty damn racist. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, and it was quickly taken down and replaced with something that just had a... It was just like a no-smoking sign thing, but underneath of it it said, like, PC, or PC I culture. I cultural
3: Marxism in that one as well.
4: No, I think it just said PC, mm. if I recall correctly. Did you see the meme, Arvin? I, I knew of its existence. I, hadn't, I haven't actually seen the, the physical. The yeah, You meme. were
3: busy during the convention. I, I mean, I'm busy. looking at
4: my social media during the
2: convention go, yeah.
3: and arguing... <laughs> And now, on his, then
2: after that, on his uh, (laughs) Facebook account, he, you know, he's explained, or somebody, whoever runs his Facebook account, explained that that picture was posted by a staff member and was quickly removed. Now, they didn't offer an apology. um, Well, they didn't? Really? I thought he did. Did he? I took it as an
3: apology slash retraction. That's how I took it. I thought the guy got fired, but I heard that from
5: rabid ron paul supporters like so i mean i'm not saying that i have any beef mm. with ron paul I mean, I, t- if, you, if you take
4: but, it take a thing down and fire the person i mean i think you yeah i mean i message. heard
5: that he fired the person i did not look into it okay. but i i did hear yeah, that I, mean, from I, a like, supporter. I don't care
1: enough to look into it i've never heard ron paul say anything of that nature right i don't believe that he believes things of that nature It looks bad because of the newsletter scandal, right? It's
3: like, here we go again. You let somebody under you or, you know, use your name and post something racist under your name. I mean,
1: dude, I've got like uh, almost a dozen um, editors on Punk Rock Libertarians. Yeah. It's I mean, I don't want to re- be responsible for everything that everybody posts and then sometimes people post shit that I flat out don't agree with, you know? Yeah. But I mean, you know, I, I let it go cuz I've these are people that I've trusted, you know, we're not going to agree 100% all the time. I I don't think the whole thing's like that big of a deal. I think people get like too right. Yeah, too but it does kind of, out to, out of to shape. sort
2: of play devil's advocate, status advocate. Um <laughs> It does kind of reflect poorly on your judge of character or at least whoever is doing the hiring there yeah that the fact that you can let these sort of people like leak into your organization but how, how and control you, your social media accounts.
4: How, do, how do you how do you tell by looking at someone you know well I mean? like, you don't it's not just
2: like well, looking at them but it's a lot I don't of the know like I, like I would know if I started a company okay. that no one here mm-hmm. would post anything like that. Now I know that because I've associated with you all for varying amounts of time. There and have I, and been I've seen people you.
5: who have sat in these chairs who would have.
2: There might be. What, who are you talking <laughs> about, dude? I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> gonna put about? anybody on blast. Oh, you but, don't know. Oh, but oh, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> gonna put anybody on blast. But I'm just saying, just by sample. But you know. They but so you know. Midst. But you know, so you wouldn't hire that person. <laughs> That, but you specifically wouldn't hire I mean, that person even. Side,
4: I mean, look at the size. I mean, you got the Daily Paul, Ron Paul homeschool curriculum. I mean, uh, he's running a, mm-hmm. like all the stuff. And but time. that's what
2: I'm saying.
5: You By have, the numbers, you you're going sweat. to have some of them people pass through yeah. because I think that there is like a mm-hmm. tiny bit of that, if not a little mm-hmm. bit more than that, within the culture.
2: Is there any way? Okay, here's a question then. Is there any good way to sort of excise that to get rid of that? Can, can I tell you guys? Is that even I, possible?
4: Here, here's here's what I said because uh, I was on Cantwell show talking about some of these issues. Yeah, and he and he was of the opinion, which which I don't agree with, that we should primarily let in to to protect American capitalistic culture. We should primarily let in people from countries that have a similar. Value system like an anti-welfare value system, mm-hmm. and I said, "Well, that sounds awesome." But what countries you're talking about? <laughs> yeah, not, that's, <laughs> good. that's it's good. It's <laughs> not France. It's not Germany. I mean, Europe is as socialist as possible. If that's what we want America to turn like, hell, turn it into Mexico before you turn it into right. Germany. That's like I mean? saying that's like saying you
2: want like white. You know, oh, we want to build this white ethnic state that loves capitalism. Let's welfare, let's migrate like L.A. like like, white Californians in. And yeah. <laughs> but we've seen that in pra- in practice, and look what happens. You, yeah. you fucking destroy, like, Austin. Colorado's turning to shit, apparently. Yeah.
4: I mean... And, and so, I mean, what I would say is this. Like, like culture... People say, think that culture is tribal, it's national, and I just don't agree. I believe yeah. that culture's individual. Mm-hmm. And if we want to get into America, the people who are the most opposed to welfare... We need to have less welfare right. here than Somalia, less than the North Pole, <laughs> less than any other country. So basically, if you want welfare— I don't think welfare, the North Pole is a country, is it? I don't care. I, I don't care. <laughs> less than Antarctica. It should be that if you want welfare, then America goes to the bottom of your list. If you yeah. want zero taxes and the opportunity to create jobs and do greatness, then America should be at the top. It makes sense. Which is how it was for a right. long time. Today, people come to for welfare because we have too much welfare. Mm-hmm. And I'm—I mean—I mean, I don't—I mean, don't, I don't want to be—you know—trying to denigrate any particular country, but the idea that Europe is somehow anti-welfare just doesn't make any sense. Europe is the most is super welfare. It's like yeah. the most and historically welfare in that the world. way
3: too. Yeah. And you can't judge uh you know, Cantwell and all these people on the alt right, they judge by race and it's like you can't tell a person's political persuasion by their race. Is, is There's it, not can, necessarily a correlation.
1: Wall. Is Cantwell pro or for the wall? Do you, do you know what oh, I, mean? Yeah, I mean? He's probably whole, in line
4: to build it, yeah. I, I oh be the surprised. wall? Oh, I thought I it said the I, law. I, I'm I would curious. be, I would be, I wouldn't, wouldn't be surprised. But like you know, how I'm on an interview, I wanted to talk about ending the welfare state the whole time. So we talked about ending the welfare state for about like 59 out of 60 minutes because, you know, it's kind of hard to make me not talk about abolishing government schools, did, ending the welfare state, and all that. Did you have a moment of hesitation when you were invited on his show, or God, what was no. the? Uh, no, no, not none no. at all. Because I mean, here's the thing: where does the message of liberty need to go? Like obviously, the people are watching right now. I mean I think we can discuss libertarianism with them but I don't think that that the that, that the people watching right now are the people who are truly lost I think that the people who are listening to Cantwell's show are lost I think that they are in just they they probably have some of the ideas of anti-authoritarianism but they're not in the right place and if we don't bring the message to the people who need the message then what the hell's the point of the message I mean you got to bring the message to the people who are missing it so I didn't. I didn't hesitate for a second. I said, "Yeah, sure, I'll be on there." Do you, do you think that. it? Do you think it might affect your chances of
2: of election if people sort of dig through and they're like, "Oh, Arvin appeared on this." Uh, White Nationalist Neo-Nazi Alt-Right Guys podcast. I mean, I mean, a lot of people have
4: asked if I'm a white nationalist. I'm just like, look at me. How, what
1: would dude, Arvin's got a race car, dude, that he I, can pull at any
4: time. I mean, that's true. Not,
5: they'll probably try to use that against you, but, but they, it sounds but that's like, why they like you, you don't you like give a s- fuck, which is a good thing. Yeah, I mean, and you shouldn't give a fuck, but I'm just... That's what I'm saying. It and, sounds and like he truly just cares about getting, like you know getting the message to where it needs yeah, to go. Yeah, which is
4: which is important. I was just asking, and you think know. And a lot of those people who have, who have been led astray in the alt, right? You know why they're there? And I'm going to say this, and I can say this now because I'm on the LNC. I couldn't say this a, a, a couple of weeks ago. The reason that a lot of those people were there is because we gave them Gary Johnson and Bob Barr and then Gary Johnson again, we gave them such uninspiring messages. And when you compare that to like the – I mean, I don't – but let me make it real clear. I don't agree with Richard Spencer. I think his ideas are just crackpot crazy. But he's inspiring. He gets people fired up. And he has hardline principles. No one could figure out what Gary Johnson's principles were in the last election except for something to do with a tax plan that no one could understand. So, so the problem is we have people who we should have been bringing in. And we let other people mislead them. And I think it's our job to undo the damage right. caused by our soft-serve non message Well, that's sort of... Yeah, because a, a lot
5: of w- them people are, like, newly-minted racists. It's weird. Right, and yeah. they always they sort of bring up the fact... They weren't born that way, or, or they weren't raised that way, Right, say.
2: and they always bring up... And a lot of them will actually bring up the fact that, like, the Libertarian Party or just, like, ANCAPs in general or Libertarians in general just don't do enough. So, like, you know, if you're not going to, you know tuck your sack back and get in there like we're just going to become fascists now like they're sort of it's like out of desperation because nothing uh, things me, are only getting true. worse
4: you know and and here's the thing i've talked about ending government schools on a lot of podcasts and the only places where it's real and a lot of you know other other type of media as well and the other place that's particularly okay received is either with you guys or on canwell show the thing is the alt-right like they still they have vestiges of libertarianism because mm-hmm. there are. there's a lot of them that, that have those ideas and they're saying, well, the libertarians are just too cowardly to fight for it. These guys at least have guts and they have mm-hmm. stupid-ass ideas, but at least they have guts. Mm-hmm. And, and, I mean, so, I mean, if people are going to take me to task for that, I'm going to ask you this. Listen to the interview first. Right. And well, like, that's the thing. <laughs> people
2: don't listen or read or do anything. They just see the headline. Yeah. You know, Armin Vora was
4: on white yeah, white supremacists. Yeah, and podcast. I was talking about ending the welfare state because yeah. there are a lot of people there that aren't really so interested in hating minorities, they're actually really about ending the welfare state. Yeah. And because we won't talk about it and we won't do it and we won't take action, they're going to the people who will. Right. That's what it's coming down to.
1: I, okay, is is this bad but I mean as as a, as a white dude, you know, <laughs> like I, like I would just feel like you know, for what you just did, you you kind of just like took up for Chris Cantwell a little bit. You know, you you kind of brought up like the decent things about Chris Cantwell. I'm circle. not
4: about Chris Cantwell. I'm talking about his listeners. Well, I, yeah. I think Chris Cantwell may be non-recoverable at this point. Okay, okay. no, but he no, is no, but I mean, definitely non-recoverable. Out. There's no baby. <laughs> <no, laughs> no, I'm, I'm saying like you
1: pointed <laughs> out like the decent areas of, of his point of view. Mm-hmm. You know, so and it's it's like uh, being being a white dude like. I would feel like, oh, if I did that, people would just say that I was alt-right or I was a racist. But, I mean, so Hitler you have this was an awesome, painter. But, but you have this awesome race card so you can get away with saying stuff like that.
4: Yeah, but they're going to say that. I mean, whatever you do, if I say I want to abolish, like, get rid of the drug war, people are going to say that I personally want to do a bunch of drugs, even though I don't. Or with the age of consent thing, everybody thinks that I spend all day long having sex with 14-year-olds. Right <laughs> I mean, it's it just that that's, there is a difference between saying that the government should not be involved in something and I do it every day, all day. You know what I mean? And so... Or and even saying like that
2: you don't condone something. Yeah. Like you were it, saying before.
4: Yeah. And, and, that, and, and it is a key point. Like, I don't condone everything that I think the government should not be involved in. I don't. I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, I don't condone abortion. I don't, I don't approve of it. I don't think it's a good idea. If a friend was asking, I would, I wouldn't say like, "Hey, it's up to you." I would argue, like use every amount of persuasion I could against it, mm-hmm. because I do think, like to me, I do think it is something that you should not do. I, I do have major moral reservations. I just think that putting the government in charge of something like that is just putting like the dumbest people on earth in charge of it. <laughs> so yeah, I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna support that. Yeah. And yeah, people are gonna try to use cheap attacks, and I, you just have to trust that the American populace is not stupid that's the thing there is this belief that the american people are so dumb we have to manipulate them in the right way screw that i'm gonna talk to you uh i'm gonna talk to everybody openly clearly honestly and explain things if, if they need to be explained yeah i'm not gonna grow on treating people like well, they can't think- there's this assumption
2: and i was listening to a different podcast where they were talking in a different context they were talking about the same thing where we've discovered now that like you don't need to have 15 minute tv shows anymore right people will sit down and watch you know something like um Westworld where it's like a, a a 13 episode long season of like hour plus long shows and it'll fucking do way better or almost as good as like um you know fucking big bang theory or whatever yeah. at least in like how much money they make from it and, and they'll the, watch them all together too making
4: like a single 13 hour
2: yeah and they'll episode. binge watch this shit and it's like we just assumed that like the American public is stupid, but the reality is, it's just been their entertainment's been stupid, and now that it's getting smarter and it's mm-hmm. it, it, it's requiring a little bit more out of them, people are still are, are willing to watch this stuff. Yeah. You know, same thing can be said about podcasting. You know, mm-hmm. um, you know, people don't need to sit and listen to like some dumbass uh, shock jock on like their fucking local radio station mm-hmm. talk about nothing for a half hour they'll sit there and listen to Joe Rogan for three hours straight. Yeah. You know, like, we have to stop assuming that people are idiots mm-hmm. and start assuming that, okay, they can handle some actual, like, philosophical conversation if we bring it to them and, and give it to them in a whatever platform they
4: want to sort of digest it. Yeah, and, and we just have to... And the, the key thing is is honesty. No one likes to feel like they're being condescended to and manipulated. Mm-hmm. And so the big part of that for me running for president and campaigning is I'm going to be blunt because, like, in order to explain something, the other people at least need to know what it is that I'm talking about. So I've said I'm pardoning everyone who neither stole, any, stole, stole anything or hurt anybody. And now I'm going to explain. I'm happy to explain why I'll, I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. But I can't. There's no way to start the discussion if I'm hiding it and saying I'm just going to be about happiness and making everybody happy and it's gonna be good and peaceful. No, here's you mean what like I'm doing. You mean like when the socialists say like we believe nobody should be live, uh, no one should live in poverty.
0: It's yeah, like yeah, see, so so, so do I.
2: Mean. Like I don't want people to live in poverty. Exactly. But our solutions are gonna be drastically different. You're yeah. gonna advocate for all sorts of, you know, welfare programs. I'm gonna advocate for the free market. Exactly, you know? exactly. So like, you know, that's hiding. It's it's not being honest. It's just it's appealing to emotion. It's appealing to platitudes. It's not. But it's not I, honest. I think that we could we could still do more of that
5: with our principles, like um, and maybe not be victim of those arguments so often. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. Like if we talk about poverty and how to approach it from a libertarian perspective, mm-hmm. and. Um, kind of work that into the discussions more often then i have a feeling that like we would be less of a target for that yeah. but i feel like a lot of libertarians like they they'll dig their heels down on certain left versus right talking points forgetting that we are here to offer a a third perspective a lot of times you know Mm. what i mean Uh, even though a lot of times the right perspectives are correct on economics and stuff like that that doesn't mean that there are nuanced um you know correct position sure
4: And, and that's really key i mean for example with with poverty i often talk about a real simple point which is it should be easier to start a business than to get a welfare check that's a fact. And so, therefore, I'm going to get rid of all the regulations that I possibly can. Yeah, that's can awesome. That are federal. I mean, the idea and, – and it's really interesting how this specifically targets minority communities, right? It's like specifically if you want to braid hair, if you want to do African hair braiding, it's easier to get a welfare check than to actually have a license to do something that you learned growing up. I mean, it's such nonsense. Mm. And it's designed to perpetuate the welfare state. And so so those are the things I agree with you. We can definitely talk about how our solutions – Ending the welfare state, making it easier to start a business, help people get out of poverty, and also maintain some dignity while doing it. Right. You have to do both things. You have
2: to both appeal to emotion, but then also provide your sort of your solution. You have to provide your solution, exactly. or else it just yeah. Like like we have a lot of the same goals as like the, the democratic socialists or the socialists in, in a lot. But we have, of course, we have a lot of different goals. But you know, like we all want to see poverty decrease. You know, I mean, oftentimes we want to see less wars. We want to see drug legalization. We want to see, you know, better health care. Like, all these things we have in common. Lower incarceration. Lower incarceration. But we have, for a lot of these issues, we have drastically different solutions for them. And those are the things that we need to, you know, provide. You know, especially if they're not (laughs) providing it. Because if we can provide it, if we can appeal to a motion and provide the solution, like... You know, we're, exactly. we're killing them, you know? Yeah,
5: and I think that, like, a lot of libertarians get caught up in the idea where they're afraid of being accused of virtue signaling or whatever, or being an SJW, but it's like approaching these popular issues of the time like they matter, but with our perspective, mm-hmm. I think is the solution to kind of bypassing a lot of those stupid arguments that ended up m- being extremely bad PR for us. Yeah. Agreed.
0: Word
1: so uh, I think that's that's about it for tonight, you know, yeah, and uh, I'd like to remind everybody that we've got the patreon So if you want to help us keep the lights on in energy basement You can just google punk rock libertarians patreon or click on the link that Jared posted in the comment section on Facebook mm-hmm. and uh, We also we have uh, extra content for patreon uh, Subscribers or people that help us out on the patreon Ooh. and and uh, so, uh, we also have t-shirts over at And if you can podcast you time to We also accept articles over at www.gayliberator.com So if you've uh, got something you to say, we can the prayer say And until next time, live free or die Stay there the break the blood that is shed
0: the flags and the tax bombs in red Was it by a few at the expense of the many? So did the gods and the machine. You can't justify killing by economic gain. For that country of democracy. You can the freedom and by in a bloodlet. We with the truth, that bring them home. I believe the joke. We'll do the best for you. And I believe that we have the power. Have the power. Break the power! Society of individuals, nothing more than non interference with natural rights! With a virtuous person fully comprehends the non aggression principle, the violence of the state becomes absolute!